okay, let's just look at it at the base level. Why are we even in endurance sports to begin with? And that's really just to stay healthy and fit. Uh, it's not so you can drink beer and eat whatever you want afterwards. Oh, it's not? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another very hygienic episode. Hey, talk oh. the other way, man. Talk the other way. Oh, sorry. Coaches on couches. Being very, very slouchy and COVID aware. Yeah, well, we've taken every precaution mm -hmm. to uh, to make sure that we're keeping a safe distance. Mm -hmm. And we have this nice uh, barrier between us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have been... Uh, Socially distancing, I don't know about you, man, but I've been going nowhere. Nowhere. I've not left my house in... Going nuts is where I've been going. Uh, been going I, nuts. Think I've, I think I've done maybe one run, two mm. runs outside. Yeah, I've gotten outside with the kids. Um, Part of it is the, is the weather, too. It's not, even, it's not yeah. even the fact that we're all quarantined in our house from the virus. Mm -hmm. uh, the weather sucks. Yep. So... Hey, pile it on, baby. It's going to make everything else seem awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Once the storm clears. Yeah. So today we're going to be, uh, you know, uh, talking about the appropriate subject of how we are presently changing things and, uh, you know, taking right hand, left hand, bobbing, weaving yep. uh, with our athletes um, since pretty much everything is... Canceled through May, pretty much. Yeah, for the most crazy part. how stuff changes in one week, right? Yeah, we we did the last episode last Friday, and yeah. in just one week, now we're talking nobody's racing at least until May. Yeah, probably. Yeah, who knows? Later. Who knows? Yeah, but which is um, kind of the reason for this topic. We don't really know, and yeah. this is essentially what we're <laughs> going to be covering today: is uh, the conversations that we're having with our athletes um, have either had or about ready to have. Yeah. Um, you know this. This is uh, how to deal with this. There's just a lot of tons of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, our job as coaches is to make the most out of this time. And we're actually, we're not all, like, we're not unused to it because we have a lot of athletes who don't necessarily have race goals. Yep. Their main goal is staying healthy and fit and, and mm -hmm. self-improvement. And that's really what we're, we're going after here. And, mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, but first, I'm Coach Dale Sanford. I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last 10 years through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com, checking Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete, and all up on that Instagram at BPC Performance. Snuck it in just before the pain train came by. Yeah, here it comes. Hopefully y'all can hear it. Um, I'll have to give, give it a second, give it a second. Oh, the train. I think it's going the wrong way. Uh, never mind. Anywho. False alarm. So, 
Um, we'll get into this whole topic of, of switching up your training in just a second. Uh, but first, as always, shout outs. Yeah, we gotta give some shout outs still. Let's talk about some yeah, positives, let's, let's, right? Let's get some, yeah. Roll gotta, with it. I gotta give a shout out to uh, to Hart Robinson, David Collins. Yeah. Made their way over to what may have been the last race for quite some time. Who knows? Yep. The, the Mid-South 100, formerly Land Run 100. Uh, mud Fest. It was nasty. I mean, it's so nasty. Gross. Looked like co bikes covered in peanut butter. Tons of hike-a-bike happening. Uh, Hart ended up uh, second overall in the single speed category uh and said talking to him and david both they're like this is one of the hardest races i've ever done um just both from a mental and physical standpoint like uh, but you learn from each thing right so there was gear choice selections that they probably would have changed yeah um if if they'd have known different bikes they would have ridden just uh, they were both single speed so that was nice so at least they weren't worried about ripping off derailers and stuff but shout out to you guys man yeah Been long tough hard race yeah way to go uh, I'd give a shout out to uh, our friends at Zwift Whoop. and uh, some of the other virtual riding uh, you know, softwares out there who have uh, basically cut their fees for the month. Yeah, rumor has it Zwift crashed last night due yeah. to the number of people on it. Yeah, there was yeah so many people mm -hmm. on uh, on Zwift that it went down. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. we can give our uh, thoughts on the online stuff if people are ever interested. So if that's something you'd like for us to cover in the future, kind of the different uh, yeah. ways to utilize this online trading systems. Um, I'll be honest. Just let us know. I haven't always been on board with the virtual training, mm -hmm. but the more that we're stuck inside, mm -hmm. <laughs> the more I've been getting into it. I actually did my first Zwift run the other day. There we go. Uh, so that was interesting. Nice. Uh, but yeah. Um, we have a ton of athletes that use it. You know, they could be doing a structured workout and they're still going to be on Zwift so that they, In the can, background, get, they yeah. can get the points. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a game, you know, and you know, so that's what kind of makes it really entertaining is the game aspect of it. Um, so turning the corner here with the shout outs, we're gonna have to do a, a shout at and, uh, Hey, um, all you D bags down there at the beach, Enjoying your spring break. Thanks for ensuring that this whole thing will last a little bit longer. Uh, think about some other people besides yourselves. Keep, keep the distance. Keep the distance. I know some people are in locations where you are in a remote spot. So that's you. Disregard that. But if you're uh, a lot of the like, collegiate yeah. people out enjoying your spring break and uh, piling into bars, I, I don't know. I think uh, as fast as this is changing being aggressive with our distancing. You know, I'd like to say that I'd like to hear us being like, oh, we overreacted, mm -hmm. but it went by quicker. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's going to be the case uh, if yeah, people are still out, you know, well, if everything's closed then they're not going to have anywhere to go. So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, other, another topic here, uh, as far as like, options of training before we get into more of the uh the topic of the di of today we do have we've started you know we've always had online options yeah uh, some of you may not know that we've been doing online classes for what nine years or no five it's years five or six years five, six years we yeah. started doing the online classes, yeah. classes um so during this you know crazy unique time 
Um, we are making our cycling class. We fired it back up. We normally don't do it in the spring. Yeah, it ended two two weeks ago. Yeah, the the official off season program. But now we're we're gonna fire that bad boy back up. Uh, there was a lot of requests from people within the the hop community um, that have been taking part of the program. Asking asking if we could fire it back up. So yeah, we so are going to do so. To, uh, Tuesday and Thursday evening, six p.m. Central Time. And this go around, you know, to try to help everybody stay sane, fit, healthy during this crazy time, especially if you're locked inside, uh, it's going to be donation only. So if you, you know, if you have the means to pay, do. If you don't have the means to pay because you've been affected financially, then don't worry about it and just come on board and and, uh, ride with us. Yep, definitely. Um, We also have a strength class that we are doing presently. Wednesday, Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Central Time. And that class has been going on for three years or so. And we just fired it back up. And uh, it's super cheap. It's like 36 bucks for uh, the for six weeks, yeah. per six weeks. And really, we're, we're, you know, we're just really trying to cover the cost of our coach, uh, you know, having their time spent yep. doing the class. People still need to get paid, right? Yep. So, but again, if you're someone who who can't afford that, um, and times are tough, but you really want to keep rolling, we'd love to have you. So, just shoot us a direct message or something there, and we can get y'all hooked. Yeah, up. we'll get you in on it. Well, cool. All right. So after all that, I don't know how long was about ten minutes. Hmm. We can uh, get into the topic of today because that's really what you're here for. Should I do another drum roll? No, please no. Oh, I should not put my arm up there. Yeah, stay away, man. Uh, so really, realistically, what are the goals here, you know, during this uncertain, unique time where everyone is having to train indoors a lot? Um, so one of the main goals here is really, okay, let's just look at it at the base level. Why are we even in endurance sports to begin with? And that's really just to stay healthy and fit. Uh, it's not so you can drink beer and eat whatever you want afterwards. Oh, it's not? No. Oh. Stay healthy and fit. I always thought, <laughs> hey, hey, rule number one, zombie apocalypse. Zombie. Cardio. Dale's been so excited to be talking about zombies with this whole thing. <laughs> this has been Dale's number one thing. I, I love the movie Zombieland. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. So rule number one is Zombieland. Cardio. Cardio. You want, you want the best cardio in the biz. Our uh, aerobic system. Build up that aerobic system. Yep. Heart and lungs, baby. First people to go. Those that can't run. Slow people. Slow people. You don't uh, have to be the fastest. <laughs> so, you know, the second the second major focus really should be then, after your basic, uh, you know, health and fitness would be self-improvement. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about, you know, improving either a specific limiter, a specific part of your fitness, a specific skill in a sport, something like that. Yep. You know, just, just general self-improvement. Uh, lastly... We obviously want to be able to uh, get. We want to be ready to ramp things back up when things get back to normal. We don't. We don't want to go like back to doing all like base. Really, like you don't want to. Whatever you do, don't just go defer back to riding, swimming, running. Well, if you can swim, riding and running easy, and just go back to doing base. Like, like if the season, if things kick back off, generally you're probably going to have. If you're really worried about being prepared for a race, you're going to have 
eight weeks, six weeks. I guarantee morning. you USA Cycling and USA Triathlon are going to be working to get races back on the calendar yeah, as I fast mean, as possible. So I think the limiter is just going to be how quickly an event organizer can coordinate with right. their local jurisdictions to get permits and road approval, yeah, I mean, course I, approval. Ironman has said, uh, for specifically for Ironman Texas, they, they said, hey, we'll, we'll give six to eight weeks notice. Mm-hmm. When, you know, if you're training for an, an Ironman, six to eight weeks notice is not that not long. Much. No. So like that's like prime time mass volume sector of your training. So mm-hmm. you've got to be kind of ready to ramp it right back up. Yep. You know, if, if they, you know, find another date and, you know, you don't, and it works out for you, but yeah. Then the the other side of that essentially is if your goal event, like if you don't have anything till fall now, if your goal event was something in April, and we know that that's not going to be happening now, uh, there's no reason to keep totally trying to to get that peak. Well, I won't say there's no reason. Um, there's still value in in going through the process and seeing what sort of fitness and how that whole uh, program layout worked for you to see if you did and when you you actually found a peak. A lot of times you don't realize you're at peak fitness until you start reviewing, you know, end of the year or three months down the road, you look back and go, wow, you know, I was really flying at that point in time. So this could be a time where you wanna, you know, stay on the gas and kind of see how how high you can get the fitness before regrouping and rebuilding for, you know, a late season event. But for a large majority of the people that we're working with, it's more like, you know, we've, we want you to keep the, the coals hot. We don't want to keep throwing a lot of wood on the fire. We're not trying to like burn it all up right now, but we want to keep you at your, your fitness level at a point where as soon as we find out, you know, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks that, uh, races are back going, um, that all you got to do is, you know, ramp that little bit and you're going to be on some really solid form. Yeah. One of the big problems with trying to keep pushing is that you, especially if you were getting close to a goal race mm-hmm. and you were getting close to that peak fitness, you know, you can, you can technically peak yourself out. And then if, if things get back running, you may be on the downslope, mm-hmm. uh, you know, later, you know, earlier or than you really wanted to. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you really kind of have to, like you said, keep, keep sort of the, the timing thing, hot, right? Yeah. And, just so that you can ramp it back into that peak a little bit quicker, mm-hmm. uh, but not burn yourself out mentally and physically from doing a lot of the race pace work and and yeah. massive volume. You know, if you're training for an ultra endurance event or something like that, uh, those are the things that are usually mentally and physically unsustainable for people for long periods of time. So if you shove shove yeah. yourself into that phase now and it's not really needed, uh, when things get fired back up you're either not going to be in it mentally mm-hmm. or physically you're going to be on the downslope and yep. it's going to be rough for you. Yeah, You can only handle in high intensity, high training stress for so long before something, something. Yeah, gets, I don't know how many times breaks. we have to say it that you, you can't, you cannot physically hold fitness all year long. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. And if you do, you aren't holding peak fitness. Yeah, you're holding, sure. you're holding a sub moderate level of what you presume to be a peak fitness Right. So, so one thing we, I do want to note is that for some of you out there, and that's namely like people who are new to any endurance sport, running, mm-hmm. cycling, triathlon. Yep. If you're pretty new to the sport, 
you probably don't need to change anything because, you know, aside from like maybe if your pool is closed. So like you are still in this process of like building up just a base level of fitness, getting your body used to the sports in general, prepare, you know, doing general prep stuff. Like that's fine. Keep doing that. Like there's no change there. If you hadn't already gone into more of that high intensity race specific style work, then yeah, by all means. I mean, you're, you just continue your ramp essentially, right? Continue that base build. Um, a lot of this is more for the people who had, had been in that, this is all race prep, goal events coming sort of thing. Those are the folks that are having to to do the most tweaking and that we're having to do the most altering of programs with. Yeah. So we'll break this down basically runners, cyclists, and triathletes. And keep in mind, this is stuff that, um, this is just in the general sense of the majority of the athletes that we're working with, mm-hmm. there's always exceptions and, and we don't know your personal life scenario or your, you know, uh, season plan where your yep. races were or, or are not anymore. So, um, you know, just use these as guidelines, mm-hmm. you know, they, they will work especially well if you had early season, you know, pre may or pre may yep. goal races, that kind of thing. Um, so for runners right now, you're really, you're not like, again, don't come off the gas completely, but we're going back to doing technical work. So that's, that's technique, but that's also speed skills. So you're trying to elicit uh, better leg turnover, better stride length, all that good stuff. So these are, you can get this by doing things like stride outs and and hill running and, and stuff like that. But you, we're really working on like just trying to get physically stronger, have your legs turn over faster and, and work on, uh, what we call pushback, yep. uh, which is that last little phase before takeoff, um, which determines your stride length. So working on those things right now and then maintaining like your normal average volume of running is mm-hmm. fine. But you don't need to be doing like your like massively long runs anymore. You know, we can we can kind of work in some moderate efforts, mainly in the in the uh, area of hill running. That's my personal favorite to to throw in there instead of having people do a bunch of tempo and above work. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll still get some good intensity out of hill work, but you're also developing run specific strength. Yeah. Uh, and you know, for some people mentally hill work is harder than, uh, like going out and smashing a bunch of like 400s, but some people love it. Some people love hills. Some people love track workouts. So you just kind of have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you are in that boat of you prefer like hard workouts, then going and doing some, you can go back to doing track stuff and, and working on top speed running, but those efforts should be kind of like hard, shorter, harder, and with longer recoveries. Yeah, that's so, the big thing. We're, we're wanting you to scale back your overall training stress. So yeah. by lengthening the amount of recovery, we're going to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, intensity is a kind of an exponential stress on the body. So yeah. Short, hard efforts, you know, even if you're doing fewer of them with longer recoveries, you're going to, you're going to equate a pretty similar training stress 
to going out and just running a, you know, a longer tempo or, or something mm -hmm. like that. So you can get a lot of training stress in a shorter amount of time with some of this top speed work, mm -hmm. but you're doing yourself a service by, by, by training the legs to turn over faster, which is yeah. something that a lot of runners and triathletes spend zero time on and they yeah. wonder why they never get faster. I was just going to say that's, that's one of the biggest limiters. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. So take this uncertain time mm -hmm. to work on the things that, you know, you don't ever spend time on. And a lot of times you don't do it because it may cause you to get some soreness in the legs. Same thing with strength training, right? It may yeah. cause you to be sore. And so now you're like, well, I'm not going to be able to, to train as well tomorrow. So I don't want to do that because it's going to impact my training tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, you've got Whereas, no, you got no races to worry scale, about. Yeah, scale so, that workout back. It's fine for for that. It's fine to have some soreness. Uh, what you're doing is improving a limiter that in eight weeks, ten weeks, twelve weeks, whenever it may be, is going to make you a higher performing uh, athlete. So do it now. There's no. Yeah, it's all upside for you. And this is going to be a, a similar thing for for all endurance athletes. Put some extra time in your strength work. Yes. Strength work. Definitely. Strength work. That's strength one of the work. conversations I just had with an athlete today. I was like, we're going to be taking, and we'll talk about cycling here in a second. All this is kind of similar though. It's like, we're going to be scaling back. He was, beginning of April was his goal race, uh, Joe Martin. So <laughs> yep. a couple weeks away, right? Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to come off the gas with, uh, with one of those uh, weekday workouts. And in place of that, focus again on building up total body, low body, especially strength. We had kind of come off the low body resistance, but we're going to put that back in uh, from a strength training standpoint um, and we kind of rebuild the foundation. Yeah, I had the same conversation today uh, with one of my athletes, basically asking, okay, what are we going to do now that there's no racing for the foreseeable future? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, we don't need the massive volume right now. So let's, you know, let's work on building FTP a little bit. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll keep our fatigue resistance and our base really high by doing a bunch of sweet spot. But I want you doing more strength work again. Mm -hmm. uh, and because we don't have to be worried about being sore for a race or whatever, you know, especially with cycling, when you get into a season, I mean, you can race, if you have a, especially if you have a local weekday crit, you could race two, three times a week uh, and and nobody wants to be fatigued or sore for a race. Any of them. So yeah. uh, without that worry, we can spend that time on, on mm -hmm. strength work. So let's, let's jump, let's jump to cycling. Yep. Um, again, again, we, we said it already. Don't, don't just like defer to riding easy. Yeah. Don't go back to like, because you can loot, like if, even if you take the, the same amount of hours, if you're only doing, let's say you're doing eight hours of a riding a week, um, if you just scale all, and you're doing like, say you're doing a, a threshold day, a, a sweet spot day, and then you're getting some good, you know, you're riding with your friends on the weekend, which is harder. Hard, yeah, race-based style rides. And now yeah. if you just go back to taking all those hours back to easy riding, you're going to lose so much training stress and yeah. overall fitness. Yeah, going back to the whole fire thing, right? We yeah. don't want the fire to go out. We still want to be putting some wood on the fire so that it's still burning. We want to keep the coals hot. Uh, but we don't want to take all that firewood we have and throw it onto the fire and burn out. So throwing all the wood on would be you yeah. going out there and doing a ton of that super structured race specific work. So what we're doing is we're going to get rid of a little bit of that. And uh, the conversation I'm having with most of my people is uh, 
with a lot of folks, we started getting into that. We've been focused in the off season on, on uh, more so threshold power uh, and building up your ability to, to push higher power at a lower heart rate. So that's been a lot of the focus and that's kind of a foundation style thing. Um, but as far as road racing, or even if you're, you know, more into group riding, um, that's not going to determine whether or not you stay with the, the pointy end of the race or the group ride. It's your ability to push above threshold, you know, hit some of those harder 30 second, 40 second, 20 second efforts with shorter recoveries or different duration recoveries. So, uh, what I suggest and encourage folks to do is, um, maybe you were doing, you know, two harder rides during the week, a longer ride with some race pace stuff on the weekend. Um, I want you to think about kind of taking your overall stress down some, um, but doing that, but not getting rid of your higher intensity on one of those days. So, uh, work more of a limiter style thing, work more of a race specific style thing still. So doing some 40, 20, some 40 second on 20 off doing some 30 second on 30 second off. Um, possibly like some zone three with burst style efforts. Uh, but that other day, so if that's Tuesday or your fast group ride, that Thursday, focus more on sustained effort stuff, but not trying to finish it smoked. So don't go in and say, okay, going super hard Tuesday. I'm going to go super hard Thursday. I'm going to blow it out Saturday. Sunday, I'm going to hang on. Like we're going to scale that back. Uh, and we want to give you once you do find out that it's that it's go time again we'll start putting some specific intensity back into those spots uh, that will get you back to that peak fitness but um, so higher intensity shorter stuff almost like speed work that you would have with uh, with runners yep um, the other day we're encouraging folks to to scale back do more zone three style stuff it gets a bad rap for being not hard enough and too easy um, but that's a, a, a great level right now to still get some training stress, even if you push it up in a sweet spot. Um, but ultimately, it's got to keep your mental interest as well. Right. So if you're going to be spending a lot of time indoors on a trainer, which it's looking like is the suggestion so that you don't, you know, even riding solo, you can get in a wreck and end up in a hospital that, you know, who knows how overstressed that hospital system might be or you know what <laughs> how many cases of this virus might be happening there so we want to keep you out of hospital so um, if you're staying in indoors you got to have some variety to keep it interesting and yep. if you can't do more than two hours like we're encouraging folks to still keep some base fitness in there but you know if all you can manage is 90 minutes on a trainer you're gonna have to stress your body more yeah yeah so i mean you, the the thing we're looking at is that pretty much with group rides closing down, especially on the weekends, it's going to be even, it's going to be harder for people to actually get the volume anyways. Mm -hmm. And the majority of people that, at least the ones we know, uh, struggle to get, you know, two hours or more on a trainer. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people can, can, you know, three, four, suffer through you it, name it, but I got it. Yeah. You know, I got a couple of those that I coach right now, but, um, but yeah, so adding in that, like adding in a lot of that zone three and three, four sweet spot work mm -hmm. keeps the training load high, doesn't burn you out mentally quite as much. But the other thing that I really like about uh, doing zone three and, and sweet spot work is that uh, you can you can really work on pushing bigger gears mm -hmm. and you can work on, on technique. 
mm-hmm. while you're doing those elevated efforts. Yeah, you can uh, figure out which muscle groups you're burning out. Yeah. And so like when you go above threshold, now your, your, your big focus is sustaining and breathing and stuff like that. Whereas if you stay kind of in that upper three into L, low L4, you can focus on the technique still because you're not so gassed out that mm-hmm. you're, you're having to focus on everything else. Mm-hmm. But like technique work during this time is going to help Huge. tremendously. And as with anything, cut like you can still keep the same style of workouts you were doing, but like we mentioned, increase your recovery between. So this may mean just as much as shortening the work effort, lengthening the recovery effort, but still keeping the same zones you were hitting before. Yep. Um, something I'd like to add, and it's something that, that we've had conversations with athletes in the past about, and you know, people are different on this, but obviously we don't want you getting sick, right? So <laughs> super high training load. This is a stressful time for a lot of folks. Um, so added stress in that regard, all of this breaks your body down and it, and it suppresses your immune system. So, uh, I would highly encourage you err on the side of underdoing it right now. Uh, don't beat your immune system up. And, uh, you know, this, this could be a time even where, you know, usually we're doing like a, either a two week build or a three week build and then recovery. Um, if you're backing your intensity down, this may be something where you just keep even weeks. You know, you're not trying to really get high builds followed by, I have to have recovery because I've smoked myself so much. It could be, okay, I'm going to get eight hours or nine hours and I'm just going to kind of keep even training stress each week below a level that I know has made me sick in the past. I mean, as an example, I've got a few different athletes who I've coached for a long time where if they're over like 750 TSS for more than two weeks, they get sick. Yep. I got a couple of those too. So with those people, I'm not going to have them flirting with 750 TSS weeks. It's going to be hard to get 750 TSS indoors. It is tough. training. It is tough. But think about that too. Like keeping you healthy is going to be more important than yeah. you yeah, so we have, beating your immune system We now have right now. one more thing to balance, you know, mm-hmm. um, in our training. We do not want to, we don't even really want to flirt with the line of overdoing it and suppressing the immune system and getting nope. yourself sick. Yep. So if you know, if you know yourself and you know that that's a possibility uh, for you, if you push too long, uh, mm-hmm. or push the push high high workload for too long, uh, then scale it back. It's not worth getting yourself sick. Yep. I mean, there's no no race coming up. So. Exactly. So. Yep. So err on the side of increasing recovery. Uh, it's fine if you lose some fitness right now. Yeah. Uh, so don't don't get super your, stressed uh, out about that. So what's your take on um, virtual racing every weekend? <laughs> tell you what that's i was gonna say this is the one thing i do like about zwift is and it's it's almost like f- for me jumping on and doing a virtual race is more for like just the mental relief of it like because i know there is that little competitive edge to it where i do a zwift race if i am wanting to get a high like like a Z- zone four style sustained effort in yeah um so i know if like that was supposed to be what i should be doing that day and i don't feel like doing two by 20s or three by 20s or uh i'll just hop on and like i know i'm gonna put out a zone four level effort for 45 50 minutes and then uh then i'm done 
I was just, uh, but doing it every workout yeah. for everything you do. Yes. You will overtrain quickly. And was, it's the same style of workouts for the most part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Effort. I mean, I was on Zwift yesterday and I was like, I, I was like not feeling great. So I was going to ride pretty easy. And then like M Slater. Oh, M, M Slater. M if you're Slater, listening, the odds uh, are probably small. From the UK. <laughs> came up, he like came past me and I was like, oh, I'll just stay on this. Then was pu- he pushed like four watts per, per kilo for like an hour straight. And then I and like I was just like sitting on drafting on him and mm-hmm. and then I was trying to do some one minute efforts and stuff so I would like pass him. Uh, you were like the little kid at a five k. Yeah, that goes exactly. sprinting past someone and then as soon as they get caught, yep. they sprint and then again. Catch me and then he just sustain like he was literally like on point like like right at four watts per kilo for ever. Mm-hmm. I'm like I rode way harder than yeah. I was intending to. Uh, yeah, that would be if you're a competitive person. Uh, if you're doing an event, know that you're going to push hard. And a lot of times just getting in a virtual world like that where there's other people, like you said, someone came by you and you're like, yeah, let me hang on. Yeah. And then the competitive spirit gets going and it's really easy to overdo things. Yeah. So know yourself. I know myself. I know if I jump on that, that I'm going to go too hard. Um, yeah, it's easy to so do. So I save it for the days where I'm wanting to go high intensity. So triathletes we jump to it let's get on so this is this, this is all gonna be yeah, kind of similar pretty right? similar but obviously with so many pools closed mm-hmm. that's the big change that we're having to work around right now so pretty much everybody i coach their local pool is closed um some look if you have open water that you can get in and it's not freezing and it's safe and you want to and you know you feel good about going by yourself I don't normally recommend going swimming by yourself in open water. Yeah. Uh, make sure you have a swim uh, buoy, safety buoy. Um, but if you have open water access, you know, that's the ideal. Anyways, you're, you're racing in open water. So you should be doing that. If you have access to open water, you'd be swimming in it weekly anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another option, some, some folks have p- pools at their home. Uh, you know, in warmer areas, that's cool. Uh, you know, it's been still pretty chilly here. My pool is always open, but right now it's about 55 degrees. So it's pretty chilly. By that, he means uh, any neighbors are allowed to just come whenever they want and jump in. It's always <laughs> open. Hey, you're welcome to jump in. <laughs> uh, you know, I've had some people that are, you know, buying swim tethers and, and, going in their home pool in their wetsuit, basically. Um, but the big thing that we're doing, switching for the majority because all these pools are closed and we don't have open water in the Memphis area, um, is we're going to a lot more dry land work. We're repurposing some of that, that swim time to strength training. Yep. So actual strength training. And then we are incorporating dry land work. Um, and for those of you who have never done any dry land training at all uh this is it's really a great opportunity for you to work on like the fine motor skills of freestyle stroke and you can really break it down into where you're not worried about drowning yes you're yeah <laughs> you're not worried about having to breathe and drown yeah you know, uh like you can really work on like every little tiny movement involved in a swim stroke and that's what we do when we like with with runners and cyclists we break down the mm-hmm. movements 
And it's easier to do because we're not worried about drowning. Yeah. But if you get some stretch cords, like you can work on all those little fine movements. Um, on top of that, you can actually develop some pretty decent muscular endurance. Um, you know, most people, I would say, uh, newer swimmers anyways, adult, are bad at pulling a lot of water because it's hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so with a stretch cord, it doesn't matter necessarily how bad your, your, uh, your arm angles are and stuff. You're going to maintain resistance on your lats. So you're going to, you're going to build up muscular endurance because you're going to have to pull the same resistance, no matter how bad your arms are. So you can develop some pretty decent muscular endurance, uh, using the stretch cords on top of that like in focusing on the movements, you can actually develop some pretty decent mobility in your upper body shoulders, uh, you know, upper neck, torso, shoulders that most triathletes really lack. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's personally, I've been doing it. I've been doing dry land stuff now personally for a couple of weeks. And then we just started incorporating it the, this week, uh, with people and we're going to continue to do it. But, I noticed that my upper body mobility is absolutely horrible. And so, you know, I'm taking it as a, you know, a silver lining that I'm yep. going to get this time to, to really focus on that and, and develop some of that mobility and then the fine motor skills of, of swim stroke. So, and I think this is a good time to also mention that when you brought up mobility, I mean, same with cyclists and runners, this is a great time to work on flexibility, you know, for cyclists that are wanting to get into a more aerodynamic position. Yeah. Now's a great time to be working on the flexibility that'll allow you to do so. Yeah. Runners, pushback, you got to have flexibility through that extension. Yep. So, quick little interjection there. Yeah, I mean, mobility is a limiter for a lot of people and it and your mobility limits the amount of force you can put in a specific direction. Mm -hmm. So if you are limited by hip mobility, shoulder mobility, ankle mobility, uh, all that kind of stuff, you are going to, you're, you're not going to put out as much force as your muscles literally can. Yep. You're going to be wasting some of that. So totally a perfect time to work on dry land stuff and, and work on all these little fine things in, and, in your swimming. And, for all of those who have neglected to do that stuff because you're too worried that it's going to cut into your performance gaining workouts, yeah, you don't have to worry so much about that yeah. because we aren't quite sure when races are coming back. So this is a great time to say, okay, like I'm going to sacrifice that extra 15 minutes where I maybe would have done one extra interval and instead cut your workout and do the stretching that you should be doing. I'm guaranteeing that that, other than a few people that I coach that grew up swimming, swimming college, stuff like that, that the majority of the people that we coach that are adult onset swimmers, even in this block, however long it takes, that we don't get to swim, like people will come back having improved mm -hmm. because of the mobility and fine motor work that we're going to do. So, And if you're interested in that, even if we don't coach you, shoot us a message. And we'll, uh, we can yeah, I spent get you some info there. this week yep. filming a bunch of videos and mm -hmm. making training peaks workouts and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. So on the bike, similar to, uh, cyclists, you know, we don't have any races. So, 
Um, we're going to scale back the massive volume, do a lot of that L3, L4 sweet spot stuff and sustained efforts still as triathletes, but it's a great time to start working on uh, some of these short, hard efforts that's going to probably, for most triathletes, build their FTP up um, and then, you know, help you kind of with some of those lesser sustained efforts that triathletes really aren't great at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so having that one harder... Working working a new energy system, right? That's not yeah. going to get hit much otherwise. Yep. That and, the, you know, these these fast twitch muscles and stuff mm-hmm. that never get hit, especially those training long course all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great opportunity to, to, to work on that limiter. So yep. one shorter, harder uh, effort and then maybe a slightly longer with a lot of, a lot of sweet spot L3 technique work. Um, and then, you know, we're going to add some of that uh, L3 work on the weekend rides to kind of bring the workload up but not have to do massive volume. Um, running for the running triathletes running same thing speed development huge uh, go back to working on getting your legs to turn over faster you know you you can do there's all kinds of things you can do easiest things to do obviously are uh, some of those short hard efforts with long recoveries uh, stride outs and you know 400 long long recoveries you can do 100s we do a lot of um, like doing like a 200 200 100 or 200 150 even uh and just doing progressively faster efforts focused on form and and just turning the legs over lifting the heels up um and then one thing that i am incorporate or i'm i'm going to be incorporating into to people's training with it being so up in the air um you know what triathletes are into triathlon because they get some of them get bored easy doing one sport all the time. So we're going to start incorporating some of these brick interval workouts that realistically, I, I mean, I love them and I love, I love, I mean, people enjoy them, but we don't get to do them a lot. Um, one, because most people are doing, a lot of people are doing long course. Um, and they really, we, we, we do them when we're getting into like a really like a race ready mm-hmm. phase. Um, but, right now is a great opportunity to do them and uh, just to keep your training interesting. And yep. so it's not just always a, you know, um, a bike, a bike and a run on the same day. It kind of, it's going to kind of try to simplify things a little bit too, because you're going to be able to basically get your bike and run volume in, in one workout. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's very important too. It's, it's got to continue to be, interesting and and motivating not every workout you're going to be motivated to do but if you're doing the workouts and each time you're getting ready to start a workout you're like oh, i really don't want to do this one yeah odds are you've had either too much structure or too much intensity going on yeah and don't be afraid to you know say okay like i'm mentally not in it i'm starting to fatigue mentally i just need a fun day i need an easy day i need to just go out and you know get some work in that's that's fine yeah. i mean staying mentally fresh when there are unknowns still is going to be huge because we want you getting to where, you know, this passes and we say, okay, six weeks races are back on. We want you mentally there and ready to say, okay, let's ramp. Like let's turn the screws now. If you've been trying to turn the screws the whole time, you're going to get to that point and it's going to be like, Oh God, 
More? Uh, Harder? Uh, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> One thing I will say on on brick interval workouts, and a lot of people people know what brick workouts are. I mean, you just do a bike and then you do a run workout really close together. While holding bricks. Well, yes, well, while carrying bricks. <laughs> uh, but brick interval workouts are literally, most of the time you'll set your bike up next to a treadmill or on a track or like outside and you're you're you know on the trainer or if you have a good loop i mean we have a pretty good loop out here we do brick interval workouts out back here on cd smith but um you're basically going to do a bike interval and then a run interval so it's kind of like a, a combination of a interval bike and an interval and a track workout so my favorites are doing basically you take uh like uh like four minutes and a 400 or eight minutes and an 800 and doing those and repping those those out. Uh, so you're doing, you know, and you don't have to do them all out. That's not the point right now. It's just having some variation to your training. So doing these in like more of a sweet spot range, uh, you're still going to get that, oh, I'm, I'm biking and running. Like this is what I have been training to do. Um, but you're not going to smoke yourself and be like, when's the race? When am I going to yeah, get exactly, to race? Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, Four minutes, four four minutes, four hundred, and eight minutes, eight hundred. Those are those are my favorite patterns. Usually, you'll do, uh, you know, if you're doing four hundreds, you'll probably do ten reps, eight ten reps. If you're doing eight hundreds, it could be four to six, you know, depending on how long you have. But they're fun. You just constantly jump on and off the bike. I usually a lot of do them. I do them inside on treadmill a lot. So you jump off the trainer on the treadmill. And although not exactly a transition, it kind of is, right? You can. It's actually faster. Yeah. You're, you know, your legs. But you're are prepping still that, loaded. right? You're like working that. Yeah, you're still working. You're still working a transition even with lesser, lesser time yeah. normally than. Yeah. Yeah. The recovery in between is less. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I I enjoy them quite a bit. I think that's I think that's the majority of it. Yeah, questions like if you guys have questions, let us know. Um, you know, these are these are weird times, and we're here to help. As a reminder, like the hop cycling. If you go to hopcycling.com, that's where we're going to be taking athletes through essentially the structure we've been talking about today. Um, yep. We're going to be adding extra recovery in between, so as not to to smoke everyone. We're going to be giving a lot of technique work in that. Um, so Tuesdays, Thursdays for that, we'll be recording it. Strength training. We talked about strength training today. We've got an option for you there. Um, we're trying to help as much as we can for you know to help everyone keep their sanity, uh, maintain, and possibly build performance uh, as we as we head through these you know next hopefully few weeks. But who knows, right? We'll see. We'll just keep uh, you know as in. I really don't want each we'll, uh... time for us to have next time we're gonna have to have a full divider possibly and then pretty soon we're just gonna be in different rooms we're gonna be calling calling them in calling them in <clears throat> yeah so we'll keep uh you know we'll keep moving forward and adapting and bobbing and weaving that's all we can do hey we're resilient that's we are right. resilient we adapt we deal with hardships i mean part of being an endurance athlete is mental adversity right overcoming it overcoming that mental and physical aspect of stuff uh this is going to be no different but your mindset and how you approach it don't don't have that woe is me i can't believe i have to train indoors you, you can't change that it is what it is so don't even whine about that instead let's start thinking about okay 
how can I make the most out of this? Treat it as a good thing. Like now I can get super focused on technique. I can, I can scale back some of my actual workouts and I can start doing that recovery stuff I haven't been doing. I can work on my flexibility. I can spend more time with my family and deposit a lot of uh, credits into the bank account there so that when things do open up, they're going to want me gone because I've been so present in their lives. <laughs> like, don't you have to get outside to do something today? But treat it as an opportunity um, and keep that positive mindset. It's what, it's what uh, endurance athletes are known for and uh, spread that goodwill to others. Absolutely. After you wash your hands. <laughs> All right, folks, we appreciate you hanging out, listening, watching. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Adios.